Welcome to our Faith Family Church broadcast. My name is Stanley Scott II. I'm so honored that you're taking a moment of your day, of your time to be with me um, so I can share some things on my heart. Tonight, we're in part four of Getting Out and Staying Out of Debt. Uh, this is a series that's come up in my heart real strong. I believe we're in the right season of time. And so where, where, whatever state this message finds you in, not just a physical state, uh, but, but in a, in a, in a state of reality in your world, I challenge you to give an ear to hear to what God may be saying to you. Um, and of course, we're on part four. So if you've missed any part of get out and stay out, then let me challenge you to go back and catch up. I'm going to dive in. I don't want to take a lot of time. I'll probably be with you for about 30 minutes or so. Uh, maybe 40 if I'm pushing it, but I, I just want to dive right in and pick up where we left off so we won't spend much time in review. So let's bow our heads and let's get ready to get into the word of God. Father, we thank you for this, another opportunity to receive your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. And we ask that you shine the light of your word to us to, today by the Holy Spirit. Help us to see it Help us to get it, your word to us, that our lives may be better because of it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, if you got your Bible, whatever you use for your Bible, I use my phone, I do have real Bibles, um, but it's just so convenient. So if you've got your Bible, open with me to Romans chapter 13, verse eight, I'll read it. Um, but this is the foundation for um, the entire series. There's several passages, not just on one, but several passages of scripture. And I just want to re, you know, rekindle that thought again. God is saying to you and me to owe no man anything except to love one another for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. So we're going to talk about tonight, get out and stay out. Number four, the title of this message to you from God is friend or enemy. We're going to talk about friend or enemy. Now, the goal of this series is to help you get out and stay out of debt. So let me ask you, do you owe for anything in your life right now? You know, again, maybe you just clicked on it uh, because it happened to be in your news feed or it popped up um, and, and I have your attention for a moment. Let me ask you, if you owe anybody for anything, could it be that God is saying something to you in and through this message and, and really in through this entire series? I hope you haven't made up your mind about this series or, or judged the book, you know, from the cover and said, well, no, I, you know, debt's not a problem. I know there's some ways that I've gotten out of shape and, you know, I, I need to bring some things back in, but in all, debt is not that bad. There, there's good debt and there's bad debt. Listen, if you're a person that believes that there's good debt and bad debt, please stay tuned. Go back and listen to what I've shared, but especially hear what God is saying to you tonight. In, in our first three sessions, we just simply introduced this subject to you uh, by challenging you to consider or reconsider your disposition as it relates to borrowing or as it relates to debt. So my assignment from God though in this series is to give you the spiritual steps to take to actually get out of debt and to stay out of debt. I, I feel like I'm under a mandate that God has directed me 
um, to do this, to speak this into your life, into those, into the life of those that I'm connected with. Um, and again, if you're just visiting, if this is your first time ever seeing me, hello, I'm Stanley. Nice to meet you. But I believe God is saying, I don't believe this is a coincidence that I have this moment. And um, could it be that God is saying to you that it's time for you to get out of debt and stay out of it once for all? I'm not talking about debt consolidation. I'm not talking about reducing your debt load or improving your debt to credit ratio. I'm talking to you about totally getting out of debt. And then when you get out of debt, totally staying out of debt. In order to do that, there's going to be some really, really big steps that you're going to have to take. And I'm going to give you seven big steps through this series. I know we'll be on it for a while. I'm glad I got you at this moment. But again, I believe God is challenging you to. So in this 12 week series, we're looking at three fundamental questions. Number one, is it a sin to borrow? That's a very interesting question. I'm going to leave that for you to consider the scriptures and you answer that for yourself. I know what it is for me. I know what that answer is for me, but you know, that, that answer might be different for you. Um, but this is a question I want you to consider because based on how you answer these three questions is going to determine if you'll ever get out and ever stay out of debt. It's so important. So number one, is it a sin to borrow? Another way to ask that question is, is debt a sin? Very interesting. Then secondly, uh, what if debt was a sin? Then, or in other words, if you knew that borrowing was, was a sin, what would that change in your life? Okay, uh, you might not even be a Christian right now listening to me. Um, you know, if, if, it was, if there was something wrong with debt, or if you knew that something was bad about it, would that change anything? Would it change your disposition? The third question we want to look at, which is my favorite above all three, and it's the one we're going to look at tonight, is debt to you a friend or an enemy? So yeah, maybe question number one, number two is kind of theological and, you know, kind of spiritual, but just in relational, in a relational sense, is debt to you a friend or is debt to you an enemy? How you, I don't care about how your mom answers that question or how your pastor answers that question, how your friend answers that question, or, or even how I answer that question. Is debt to you a friend or an enemy? And we're going to look at that tonight in this message. Now, based on how you answer these three questions, we'll determine if you'll ever get out and stay out of debt. So my challenge to you today is to ask yourself this question, is debt a friend or is it an enemy? Let's go ahead and dig into this for tonight, for today. In Proverbs 27 and, and verse six, okay, in your Bible, in Proverbs chapter 27 and verse six, it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Now, there, there, there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible that talks about friends and um, friendship has been on my heart all week long. Um, I'm a pastor of a church. And so on Sunday, I just ministered uh, about friendship. 
you know, we've been talking about covenant relationships and, you know, we don't really make covenants. We make covenants today, but not like they did, you know, a thousand or two thousand or four thousand years ago where they literally made blood covenants. They didn't have, you know, computers and contracts and lawyers when they made agreements. They would cut a hand and rub their blood together. And that meant that I'm going to keep my word and I'm going to do my part and kill me if I don't, right? You know, it's really, really, really serious. And so um, we, you can have a covenant with God. If you don't know that, I want you to know God wants to be in covenant with you. God made covenant with other people, as we can see in the Bible. But then he, he, he also uh, makes it available for you to have a covenant with him through the blood of Jesus. And then, you know, when you're married, that's another covenant relationship. But particularly in why I've been thinking about friendship all week long is because the outside of marriage and your relationship with God, there are other covenant relationships. And this just came to me today. Um, there's, there's an element concerning debt and borrowing that brings it up into being a covenant relationship. So I've been thinking about friendship all, and there's a lot of scriptures in, in the Bible that talks about friends. And there's a few or a couple that have the word friend and enemy in it at the same time. So with the lesson being tonight is dead a friend or enemy, you know, certainly would behoove us to look at a verse that, that talks about it. So it says here, faithful are the wounds of a friend. And uh, but the kisses of an enemy um, are deceitful. Isn't it interesting that when you go into debt to borrow something, that it's much like a covenant? And, 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 and debt is so deceptive, isn't it? I mean, you know, you can, you can get a jet ski for, you know, 48 easy payments of $59 a month, right? But you, you may not be in a good position financially where you, where your marriage, where your kids or your family or your, your future, your retirement, your investments, your savings. You may not be in a good position to 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 do but oh they make it so easy and and with 12 easy payments you can have a a big screen tv and end up paying you know 1.5 times the, the the value of that tv essentially what i what i want to submit to you is that through these scriptures that we're going to look at if debt is a friend then our relationship will will go in a certain direction but if if debt is an enemy, then 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 we should have a certain disposition. My question to you tonight, my challenge to you tonight is to ask yourself, is debt to you a friend or an enemy? So let's look at some scriptures that talk about friendship, but let's examine them in the light of debt being a friend or enemy. In other words, I want to look at some verses that talk about friendship type relationships and in exchange for, you know, like a human friend, um, they say a dog is a man's best friend. I like dogs, but, you know, certainly it's not my best friend. Um, don't have a dog, but, you know, I, I can understand, you know, the, the, the emphasis there. But in, in, in the specific sense where the Bible talks about a friend, if debt to you is a friend, then some of these scriptures could be very applicable. Like, like the one that, 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 uh, that we just read. I mean, if it's an enemy, it's going to be deceptive. But if it's a friend, oh man, you know, it's going to be great. It's going to be good for me. At least I'm going to think that it's good for me. And so in James chapter four and verse four, 
Um, it says adulterer and adulteresses. And this is James writing to the church and he's, he's coming at them real strong. And, and, and I know for some of you that have been watching this and some of you that are starting to watch this, I'm coming at you real strong. I, I, I'm challenging you to get out of debt and to stay out of debt. Not just I, but I believe God through me is challenging. And that's real strong. Well, James is coming at the people real strong. I mean, he says adulterers and adulteresses. That's pretty strong language. He says, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So, again, I think this is like really cool because the word friend and enemy are in the same verse. And, uh, you know, he's talking about friendship with the world. He's talking about actually being friends with the world system. He could even be talking about, you know, your best of friends or people that that aren't even saved or aren't even about God. And he says, don't you know this? And that, that's how I'm coming at you. Don't you know that friendship with the world is is a it's, it's coming against God. And, and I want to break that down. Let's inject, though. Let's inject just for the purpose of this teaching. Let's inject the idea of debt and friendship. So he says, don't do you not know? that debt in the world or borrowing is enmity with God. And I submit to you, there are millions and millions of Christians and people out there in this world that have no idea. They do not know that borrowing is enmity against God. Now the word enmity, I had to look it up because I knew it'd be talking about it. It means hostility or simply a reason for opposition. In other words, debt in the mind of God is not good and people who borrow, um, God then has reason to oppose borrowing because in the mind of God, it's not good. So uh, bear with me for a moment. Let's just take for a moment. If we ask God the question, hey God, is debt a friend or an enemy? <laughs> Man, if you go back and listen to part one, two, and three, I believe you, you couldn't be at peace to say that in the mind of God, God thinks it's okay to borrow because the borrower is servant to the lender and God is okay with you serving somebody else, including him. No, he, Jesus said, you can't serve two masters. You're going to love one and hate the other. He said, you can't do it, right? People, I believe, try. I believe Christians try, right? So let's just say, that that debt is bad in the mind of God, that, that, you know, it's kind of like that commercial, that can't be good, right? So let's say in the mind of God, debt is not good. So obviously, if there's someone that you love that's about to go into debt, I mean, you'd raise a flag, you'd say, hey, you know, I don't think that's in your best interest. You know, you would oppose that idea. Woo, man, I believe God is helping us tonight. And so he's, he's, he's appealing to us. He's saying, do you not know that borrowing is hostility or reason for opposition with God? If we look at it again, the, the latter part of this verse, he says, whoever therefore wants to be friend or whoever wants to borrow makes himself an enemy of God. Wow, again, that's strong language. So think about, think about it like this. When we go to the bank 
to get what we couldn't get from God. What is that saying? I mean, mean, why, why do people borrow? Well, it really, it's the course of this world. I mean, from the time that we're teenagers, we're taught that this is a part of the world system. I mean, you know, you can get theological with it and, and call it the Babylonian system. I mean, debt is the systemology of the world. There was a time when debt was like very rare. I mean, it was like, you know, you're in a bad situation if you do it. But then somewhere along in the country, they created this idea that, and it has morphed to the point where the United States of America is trillions of dollars in debt. Businesses, corporations, I just saw Hertz, uh, the, the rent-a-car company, uh, could be facing bankruptcy, bankruptcy, meaning they've bought, they're not a debt-free company. They may be doing well, they may be making millions or even billions of dollars in profit, but they owe, right? And so now because the the the, the cycle of of, of life in this system has created a, a shortfall, they're not able to pay their loans. And because they're not able to pay, they're looking or facing bankruptcy. I believe God is talking to you. I believe God is talking to me. When we go to the bank to get what we couldn't get from God, what is that saying? And I use that word couldn't get very lightly. I believe it becomes an issue of patience. I mean, you, you, you wanted a place to stay. And so, you, you know, it would be great if God would just give you a house. But, you know, I don't know what we're, we're teaching in churches to make people think that they can't go to God to ask God to give them a debt-free home. That the way, maybe, I don't know, are we teaching in churches that, you know, uh, grow up, go to school, get a good job, get married, um, you know, go ahead and borrow. Are we teaching that? Are we not teaching that anything you need in life, go to God? Jesus, I can tell you what he teaches in Mark chapter 11, verse 24. He said, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Mark eleven twenty four. right? 23 says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. I think it's an opposition to God when we go to the bank to get what we need in life. That's hostility. I, I, I can see how borrowing could be hostility to God. In other words, you, you, you're essentially saying, now, now remember, now, now think, you know, well, I'm not an enemy of God and God doesn't oppose me. Well, wait a minute. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Hmm. Could it be close to this passage that we're already in? So it's hostility. It's opposition. It could even be prideful to think that, well, I know God can't get this to me as soon as we need it. And so I'm going to go to the bank and I'm going to ask them to get it for me. 
I, I need this for my education. If I don't do this, then I mean, <laughs> we just we just throw out scriptures like all things are possible to him that believe. And then with God, all things are possible. You you don't have to borrow to get a car. God can get you a car. He can get you one that's debt free, right? Because again, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. <laughs> Let me slow down and preach and teach this lesson. So, and, and what does it tell us, what, what does God tell us to do when we have need of anything? Does he tell us to go to the bank? I believe some Christians believe that God is telling them to borrow, that God is telling them to put themselves in a position of servitude. I, I'm asking you to reconsider it in light of the scripture. And I know you, I know this may sound very idealistic. But isn't the idea of the words of life what we should be renewing our minds to daily? Let's keep going. In Proverbs chapter 17, like I said, I won't be before you long, maybe another 10 minutes or so. We'll see. In Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 17, here's another uh, friend scripture. It says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. So I want to take for a moment and I want to inject the word debt in the place of friend because we're challenging you tonight. So if you want to know what tonight's message is about, what is this guy ranting about? Um, we're, talk we're, we're challenging you to ask yourself the question because again, how you answer this question will determine if you ever get out and stay out of debt. So here's the question. Is debt to you a friend or is it an enemy? If it's a friend, the Bible says that a friend loves at all times. If that to you is a friend, then your attitude is going to be favorable toward your friend. If there's nobody else that you can turn to, you can turn to a friend, right? I mean, you know, there's been times that, you know, you've gone to family members, you're in a very tough spot and you needed something that, you know, but they didn't help you. But man, payday loan was right there. You know, uh, title, a title loan was right there. And, you know, oh, yeah, come on. We can get you. What, what do you need? Oh, your brother didn't help. Oh, man. I, I Listen, all you just I got you right. You know, a friend loves at all times. See, if, if your mindset, if, if, if debt to you is a friend and not an enemy and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a black and white kind of person, if. I'm not saying let it be both. Well, it can be a friend at times and it can be an enemy at other times. That's kind of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. At what point do you know when this bad boy is going to turn on you? I can tell you when it turns on you, when you don't have it to pay. And I believe God is saying, don't put yourself in that position. Are you hearing me tonight? All right. So, um, uh, Let's go on then to one more chapter over to Proverbs chapter 18. Okay, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. We just looked at this in another message I did. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now, if I'm examining this and just, you know, bear with me. The Bible says that a man who has friends and if friend is a debt, then we can exchange that or if debt is a friend that we can enter, you know, inject that 
a man who has debt must himself be a borrower. And that only makes sense. Uh, because if you have debt, then you're favorable to debt. You're, you're okay with borrowing. So it makes sense to me that a person who has debt uh, himself is also a borrower. Okay. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So notice here, he talks about a friend. And I, I, I mean, I have brothers and we're really, really close. And I also have friends. I've got forever friends, you know, not blood born or blood brothers, but we're really, really close. And, and you know, there are times in life that, man, a friend will be there for you with, even when a family member can't be there for you. It's, it's a rare situation. But isn't that a lot like debt? That debt can be there for you when your family couldn't be there for you. That, that, that debt will stick closer to you than your family would. They'll be there to so-called so help you. So debt will stick closer to you. Now, you know debt is a friend if you're trying to defend debt while I'm teaching this lesson. <laughs> if, 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 if I sound to you like nails on a chalkboard right now about this issue of debt because I'm trying to shake your disposition towards it because over 90% of us that, that are in this moment right now are in debt. I'm not saying you're over your head, as some are, uh, or you might have very little, but the overwhelming, listen, 78% of the United States lives from paycheck to paycheck. You know, the, the, there's a small percentage that, that live on a level that I'm describing. And so I can, I can submit to you that in, in answering this question for yourself, if you're trying to defend debt, if you're trying to separate while I'm ministering that, you know, well, not all debt is bad, uh, then if you're trying to segment that in your heart and mind, then <laughs> debt might be a friend more so than an enemy. Okay. All right. Let's go on. And this will be, uh, I've just got one more and then we'll get ready to close, okay? Luke chapter 11. This is just a challenge. I want you to think about it. I'll be back on next week and, and we can go a little bit further. I think we may be able to get into, the, start to look at those seven steps now. But in Luke chapter five, there's a passage of scripture where Jesus is talking about uh, a friend. And he's just using an illustration in verse five. Um, like I said, friendship has been on my heart all week long, and I, I can see there's a strong correlation to what debt is and, and how it can be a covenant kind of relationship. Jesus in verse five, he said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has come to me on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. He, he, and he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give you. I say to you, though he will not arise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Can I talk to you about this passage for a moment? I don't know if I've ever associated this passage with debt before today. So what I'm saying to you, I believe came to me by revelation of the Lord 
to share with you. Again, a friend is like a debt. He says, which of you shall have a debt, a debtor or someone that you borrow from? And you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loads. I want you to imagine yourself being in a position where you need to get a loan, right? Well, who do you turn to? <laughs> He's not at his family's house, right? <laughs> his family's my thing. And well, that ought to teach you, man. You ought to be better prepared, right? So, you know, maybe he knocked at the door of his family. Family wasn't there. And a friend sticks closer than a brother, right? So he goes to his friend and he's like, look, you know, um, I need you to give me a loan. I need to borrow three loans from me. I need you to give me a loan for this, right? And, and, and then listen, listen at why he needs a loan. <laughs> I need a loan because my other friend... <laughs> My, my other debt is due. He, my, 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 my debt has come and I don't have nothing to pay it. Have you ever done that? Maybe you have. Maybe you borrowed from Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> I think I'm having like too much fun with this. Oh, I hope I'm not making you upset at all. I mean, my heart is filled with love for you. And it's why I'm doing what I'm doing is because of my love. But this is so, this is like, I mean, it's, to me, it's the Holy Spirit. Um, for a friend of mine has come to me in his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within. So, so the, the banker calls and says, listen, this is not a convenient time. Your, your debt to income ratio doesn't really fit right now. And I can't do nothing for you, man. And then he says, he continues the knock. Jesus says, and though... He will not arise and give it to him because he's a borrower or because he's in debt. Yet because of his persistence, he will give him a loan for that car. I mean, you know, he, he goes and gets somebody to co-sign for him. Listen, you know, when you see a commercial where, you know, good credit, bad credit, everybody's accepted. That is a, that's a bad sign. I, I know of people that, that really a good bank would look at their credit history and say, there's no way we would ever loan you anything to get anything, right? But then because of the persistence of that person to go to their friend, they find a friend that'll come through them. And now they got a car at 22% interest. Oh, that's rare. Well, there's folks out there to do it. There's lenders out there that'll loan it. Man, it seems like it ought to be illegal. In some situations it is. So when debt becomes an enemy, your disposition should change. And that's what this, this series is all about. You might be good with money. You might be better with money than I am. But I'm challenging you by the Spirit of God. Consider this question. In your opinion, in my opinion, is debt a friend or is it an enemy? How you answer that question will ever will determine if you'll ever be a debt-free person. I'm going to close with this. <clears throat> when debt becomes an enemy, maybe at one point it was a friend. And obviously, as more than 90% of us that are in this moment, at some point it was a friend. But when it becomes an enemy, 
your disposition will change. At that point, you should do everything you can to avoid it. And if you're in it, you should do everything you can to get out of it. And hence, this is why, took me four weeks to say it, but this is why we're presenting this to you, to get out and to stay out of debt. Matthew chapter 13, verse 20, 28. This is the story where a man sowed his field, he sowed some seeds, but an enemy came overnight and he sowed some bad seeds. Both started to grow up. One began to choke out the other. His servants came to him and said, you know, what happened? Didn't you sow good, good seed? And the, the, the master of the house told the servant something that I need you to know. Maybe you're in a place where you started off in college and you were doing good, you know, doing good with money. You intended to, you know, got a promotion, got a raise. You increased your debt ratio. You, you increased your debt levels. And, and, and now you find yourself where you, you're not able to do what you want to do. You're really, you know, pretty, pretty much strapped. You, you're at your limits, not even able to do for God like you want to do for God and for others. Um, what I want you to know, and I'm saying this to you by the Holy Spirit, an enemy has done this. Jesus said to them in chapter 13, verse 28, he said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said to him, do you want us to then to go and to gather them up? I really want you to know that debt is an enemy, but I need you to see it for yourself. I believe God is saying to you, an enemy has done it. See it as an enemy. And then the next thing you want to do, recognize what's growing in your field today and begin to ask God to what to do, what to do about it. Recognize, I'm challenging you to recognize what's growing in your life. That's not a friend that's doing that. That's an enemy. And then do everything in your power to go to God and ask God, okay, God, I got a mortgage on this building. This equipment that we got to start this business, that's a loan. Our house, our education, everything, oh my gosh. This entrance is the caterpillar and the canker worm that the Bible talks about that's destroying the fruit of your ground. You're throwing it out the door in fees and an entrance at an alarming rate. Recognize that it's an enemy that has done this. Do everything you can to get out and to stay out. Go to God like these servants did. Once they recognized that an enemy had did it, they went to the Lord and they said, well, what do you want us? What, what do you want us to do? And that's what I'm challenging you to do as I close. Go to God and ask him, God, what do you want me to do? And I believe he'll give you instructions and insight. I invite you to come on back next week. We'll dig into it a little bit more. Just before we go, and just in case you're watching this and you're not saved right now, I want to pray with you. If you want to give your life to the Lord, if you want to get out of the world and stay out of the world, then pray this prayer with me. And I believe God will save you right where you are. Pray this out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, that he died for me, bearing my sins for me. They put him in a grave. But I believe he's alive. Come into my heart. I repent of my sins. And I believe that I'm born again in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome to the faith family. If you're if you've given your life to Christ, let me know.
comment, send me a message, direct message, however, and I'd love to connect with you in, in the future. For everybody else, I hope to see you all next week, same time, same station. We'll see you then.